One hour in the books. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. How does that make you feel, buddy? An oh. hour in the books? So good. So good. Um, Smile, maybe? No. Too much? Um, boys, what's the opinion on on the work phone the whole time during a round of golf guy? We're absolutely absolutely giving it to our buddy right now from Adam and Guelph. So you're listening. Are you listening to the morning so show? This is on what the I was going to say. I would love to hammer that guy, but I feel like I kind of got to. I gotta hammer you. I no, I can't because I produce radio shows that start at three p.m. Okay, and better, you know, dudes the, better be listening. And the, no, in the spring and fall season, uh-huh. when the Leafs are you know in the playoffs and mm. at the start of the the season mm-hmm. when I'm doing real Kipper and Born, I'll sometimes play in the morning. Yeah, and sometimes things you do. Sometimes things aren't finalized oh. uh, for real Kipper and Born. Okay. And uh, there's some texting. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So I, I've produced many a radio show Nothing. from the golf course. So I cannot get on the guy for being on his phone during the round. I've, I've done that a million well, times. Well, hold on. There's a, a there's a massive difference between being on the phone and on the phone. Is there? Yeah. What like, do you mean? If you're just texting, like if you got to be on the phone, you got to send some texts, you got to look at some emails, that's one thing. But old... Let me just uh, sneak over here. Yeah, Bill, can you get me the sales report? Like, if you're physically talking oh, on the phone, that is like, that's a no-go zone. Oh, okay. I get it. Like, life happens, okay? An emergency, somebody's sick, you got to quickly take. But if it's just like you're Ari Golding it out there and you're cutting deals on the ninth green while talking into your Bluetooth, maybe dial it back. That's what I'm, that's, that is how I choose to read are on the phone. I've taken a couple meetings on the course. If you have to do it, I, okay, so I put the, put the AirPods in. So I have a, there's like a, there's a, like a nine holer close by me. It's my uh, golf paradise that I take my son to uh, work on his game. We were there grinding at the range last night and I have occasionally ripped out for a solo quick nine and I have done that while talking to our boss on the phone. Okay. So if you're by yourself. Exactly. It's like I'm by myself. It's basically my own private golf course. Would not do that in a group though. No, it's tough in a group. On the it's phone. tough in the group. How do you feel about him listening to the fan while playing golf? That's insane to me. It but is. Keep doing it. Yes. Never stop listening to Sportsnet 590, the fan, but. I can't. Half the people I play with, I can't get them to listen to music. So. Could you, Matt? Like, it's just like. I'm a full country guy, by the way. You are. I know. You uh, had an yeah. awakening in Al- Alberta. Alberta. The Alberta, Alberta awakening. W- woke me up. And now I just can't get enough of uh, Luke Combs. Can't get enough Morgan Wallen. I'm all in. Good. I'm all in. Good for you. I'm going to first call. Okay. I uh, I had enough. I enjoyed it while I was out there, and that was enough. I got that for... 90s country playlist I'm rocking and rolling well, on. You got to get the top thousand country songs, that <laughs> playlist, as we said. Uh, they, they'd be just tough. Shout out, Bear. Just be tough if somebody's the uh, the thousand and first best, uh, best country song. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more? Do you have any more on the Jays? We're going to touch base on them uh, a little bit. 730, head to St. Louis with, uh, with a guy from, and I got to be honest, we're going to have a guy from a paper, and I love all our local papers. But the Belleville News Democrat is as paper a sounding paper as Belleville you'll ever News? get. That is where our boy is from Bell Vegas? Jeff, Jeff Jones is going to join us from at seven thirty. That guy guy sounds like both a country singer and an old timey columnist, and I cannot wait uh, to get him on. Get a little more insight on the I don't know. The Jays just said the Cardinals are no good. What if we made up a third of the team out of them? Let's let's do that. Uh, so we'll check in on all the new Jays and uh, what we should know about them. Uh, we'll do that at 7.30. Anything else to put a pin on the Jays and the deadline from you? Tee up tonight. What's your level of confidence? Do you just want to curl up into a ball <laughs> a and die? Question? Yeah. I, right now, 
you ask me my true and honest thoughts. Yeah. Jays are going to be lucky to win one. In this series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just way better. They can't. They can't. Well, I think the thing that the Jays have going for them is the starting pitching, and they burned through that in this series. Like, they had Bassett. That was supposed to be their guy. Did not go well, and now you see what you're going to get. You're going to get Kikuchi in, in the back half of this, and I understand that Kikuchi is somewhat more capable than he was last year, but the Bloom's also starting to uh, kind of come off the rose a little bit with him. So, yeah, I think that— Well, he's I th- been good. For he's been really good for the last little bit. I don't think—I think the Bloom is on the rose with him. I'm— my weather vein's off with Kikuchi. I always feel like he's struggling, and every time I come on, someone's like, nah, he was good. So maybe I just uh, am forever I think it's called, emboldened you know, into the bad. Kikuchi PTSD, but yeah, I think, okay. like, I'm just looking him up. I feel like he's been really good recently. Yeah, he has been okay. Okay. He's, in his last, he's had, in his last seven games, he has a 2.82 ERA. We'll take it. We yeah, he's got, he's got 45 strikeouts in 38 in a, in a quarter, in a third innings. I was going to say a quarter inning, four outs now. Uh 12 earned runs, 10 walks, whip 1.12. He's been good. I, I mean, I'm, I'll sit here and have the don't trust him conversation. No, no, totally, totally. To but, me, the perfect to me the perfect way to use him is towards the end of the season. If Ryu can, I think Ryu can be decent. I don't think that's a good matchup for him last it's night. It's a terrible matchup, yeah. But I think against some worse teams that he's going to be pretty good. Um, my ideal scenario for Kikuchi is weapon bullpen. Mm-hmm. Like, Swing guy. Yeah, a guy that can give you piggyback off Manoa guy can give or you whatever. Three innings, yep. come in, focus on throwing hard heaters because he can really chase it up there if it's a shorter, you know, shorter outing. Mm-hmm. He can get the fastball up 97, 98 with that nasty break and stuff. So to me, like him as like a weapon out of the pen as like a kind of Andrew Miller type, mm. a I would say a broke man's yeah. <laughs> Andrew Miller. Andrew, uh, Andrew below, Miller just yeah, got offended yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like a, the guy under the bridge version right. of, of Andrew Miller. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the guy okay. in the dirty wet pit version. The of dirty Miller. wet pit version of, yeah. of Andrew Miller. But I, I, that's my ideal scenario yeah, for him. Sense. If the Jays make the playoffs, which is... Far from guaranteed. Far from guaranteed. I still do expect it, and that's not because of them. That's because of what's behind them. Talk to me them. after the weekend. Yep. But I'm off for a week after would this, you so have, don't talk to me. Would you have, and this is easy to say with hindsight, I know, should they have set their rotation up a little better? I understand they, I guess they didn't really have the option, just given all the guys hurt and everything, and Gosman was coming off the the weird pushback there, so maybe you didn't have the option. But the idea of not getting Gosman... In they, this no, year. they get him. He's pitching on. Thursday. Oh, he's pitching tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's... And uh, he's he's going up against the ever um, the ever dominant TBD for the Baltimore Orioles. Got it. So, well, and the thing about a team like Jack the Flaherty. Orioles is possibly possibly Jack Flaherty. And uh, when, when a team is when a team is owning you the way Baltimore's owning this Jays team this year, uh, TBD is terrifying. Because generally speaking, it's like not some slop tosser that allows you to get yourself back. It is a slop tosser that you just can't barrel up anything on. Is generally speaking the way it goes for uh, for for cursed teams. So yeah, I uh, just quickly looking up Jack Flaherty's game logs. The last start for Jack Flaherty was July twenty sixth. Oh yeah, against the Arizona gotta Diamondbacks, which was longer than five days yeah, ago. so it's got to be him. He will, I'll tell you right now, breaking news, first reported by Sportsnet 590, the fan on Toronto Sports Radio, Jack Flaherty will be making his debut against the Toronto Blue Jays at 3.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Rogers Center for the Baltimore Orioles. And because he was a guy once rumored in a trade for the Jays, he will be lights out and untouchable, at least in that start. I don't know how it's going to go the rest of the way, but we have seen this cor- this cursed, tortured movie enough times. Because what was it, Donaldson? Was that the supposed trade? Yeah. I always forget which yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, that that's exactly how I expect that. To he go. hasn't been great. This no, year. 
No, he hasn't been great. There's He's, a reason they got him for. There's a reason that was the again to the point I we were talking about the idea of when you push him, when you get more aggressive. There's a reason that's the guy they got, and it was because they didn't have to push in, they didn't have to get uber aggressive, and if it doesn't work, it's not their problem beyond this year. So here's something that's super inside baseball, literally. I just pulled him up on uh, on like the MLB.com uh, Baltimore Orioles website, and they have a picture of him in the Baltimore Orioles hat, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's, okay. it's clearly like, it's photoshopped, right? Okay. I, there's nothing that I don't understand more than how people are so good at Photoshop. Oh, it's incredible. People are so good at Photoshop. And I'm like, I learned about Photoshop in, in school. We had a full class dedicated to, to Photoshop. Why didn't I pay attention, Gunner? I, it's so unbelievably valuable to be good at Photoshop. And this, <laughs> this guy, it looks like he's been an Oriole his whole life, this picture. When I, when I was first an intern at the fan, they were like, why don't you teach yourself Photoshop? And it was like the most just terrible <laughs> clip art looking. Like, I'm trying to think of who would have been. I Bunkus did Photoshop Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. this was this. It was like, we're all like, okay, how can I be more valuable? How can I? And uh, let me tell you, not via yeah, that. The, the new the new generation of fan guys are getting hired, like Jobo for oh, JD yeah. Show and J.R. Manitad and all I, these guys. Gotta, this is, you want to talk about inside baseball? J.R. no longer... Hottest young prospect Whoa. of the fan. There just, there's other young guys floating around, which makes me feel so old. <laughs> Shout out JR. Shout out the JR. The best dressed man in sports talk radio the by man, far. The man who made me feel the oldest in the world <laughs> that when I shook his hand and met him. Uh, yes. And I and I sat there watching a Raptors game with him uh, and being like, hey, do you remember Carmelo Anthony at Syracuse? And he's like, what Syracuse? Speaking, yeah. speaking of so cool, and this is our <laughs> weekly talk about the guys from the Raptors show. Oh, I, I, but do you have Alex on Instagram? Alex on Instagram? Yes. He's in Korea right now? Yeah, I know. You You tipped me to this and I had to get on board. His Korea Instagram is just out of this world cool. <laughs> Like, how do you know about all, like, why is every spot you go to and every picture you take so cool, man? Coolest, man. God. So, shout out to Alex Wong. Follow him on Instagram. It's probably, maybe it's Stephen LeBron on Instagram, too. I I can't remember, but, like, look him up. It's amazing. What a trip he's having. Incredible. Shout out. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, I'm sure he is not. Uh, In terms of uh, those guys, uh, they'll have some news to uh, break down. Not Raptors. Garrett Temple? Canada basketball. No, not Garrett Temple. Daniela had it as a hot lead story on the front page of our lineup yesterday, and we did not mention it. Yeah, Um, you got the, you talked about it the appropriate amount. Yeah, zero. Zero. Uh, Yeah, so uh, really basketball news that's going to be coming up is uh, in terms of the, uh, in in terms of uh, FIBA, Canada starting camp. Can't wait. Pictures of Shea Gillies there in his short shorts, got customized Canada kicks. Can't wait. Honestly, so excited. so excited for the start times. Not. Yeah, I was going to say, you going to be up or fake up? Depends. You might have to go cone of silence just right to a PVR version of the game when you wake up. That I, might be your move. Can I tell you that I woke up to watch Canada soccer women's on Monday? So did I. Definitely I, well, the reason I, I woke up. Oh, well, I mean, you didn't you do that? No, show? no. Uh, well, I, I was doing 12 to 2 with Maddie, so I thought we should maybe, we're probably going to mention it. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed off the entire time. Like, what am I doing awake? This you know is who, sickening. Do you know who I felt even sicker for than you? Who? Uh, Dan Riccio, who I saw the night before oh, being like, <laughs> are we ready to watch our women? 3 a.m. And then I see uh, Riccio tweeting as I'm doing the show, and I'm just like, go to bed, Reach. Reach, it's over, pal. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, not a great run uh, for the what, ladies. What did old uh, Daniele put in here for the Leafs? I don't know. He said, you that, were, that, he said that there was some Leafs stuff. You were that telling me about? there were nibbles that okay, we could me, talk about Leafs related. This, I didn't just, know about this. This, this lineup is, is comprehensive. <laughs> Look at this thing. Okay. You can hear it being ruffled through. Uh, from Myrtle. Uh, Good source. Big uh, popular guest on J.D. Bunkins' show. Third mention this hour. You're welcome. You can pay me later for that one, Bunk. Uh, he had some interesting tidbits pertaining to the Toronto Maple Leafs offseason moves. Let's tidbit it up. Regarding Matt Murray's LTR situation, Myrtle wrote the following. As far as I could tell, talking to other teams, the Leafs didn't make an aggressive push to try and trade the Murray contract. Myrtle added that Murray's agent, Octagon Robert Hooper, hasn't responded to requests for comment. Mm. Myrtle also reached out to the NHL to inquire about a potential grievance against the Maple Leafs. A league source told Myrtle, we do have the right to verify the extent we deem it necessary and or appropriate. Okay, so if they think it's correct, they're going to have a look, which Mm -hmm. they will because it's the Leafs. The NHL doesn't need to ex- uh, explicitly approve LTAR in the offseason, but the Leafs are required to submit proper medical documentations to justify the de- decision. Mm-hmm. So what the hell are they going to uh, put in there? What I are mean, they going to tell? They're going to say, have, they're going to pull up. <laughs> now, Hockey DB doesn't have this. Okay. But much like, you know, you can click the guy's face and it changes to like his picture from every year. Yeah. You can do the drop down menu to mm-hmm. show trades. Mm-hmm. If there was a drop down menu for injury history, you just pull that up and say, has he ever been healthy in his life? Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. I understand everyone's looking at it, but he was the backup. Oh, I'm sorry. Is an NHL player never played hurt in the Stanley Cup playoffs? What mm-hmm. what was the stories about Matthew Kachuk? It's like they basically weekended Bernie's him to get him to play games in that final series. So I understand everybody looking to go, oh, what's chicanery? It's chicanery central when it comes to cap circumvention in the league. So I love that the Leafs are playing effectively hardball with this. Uh, Get this on record, and I want you to hear this more than anyone else. Tons of credit to Brad for living for playing this properly and not looking to trade him because I think the more they look to trade him, that could have potentially been ammo in a grievance of, ah, did you think you weren't going to be able to get away with this? So I love that. I think they played it perfectly. Other teams can get away with it. The Leafs will too. And I think one other part of this as well. And the tidbits? One uh, from that, from those tidbits is the agent not commenting is excellent. Yes. And another part, Never rat on your friends and always keep another, your mouth shut. Another, shut up, good fellas. Another one was, if bought out, Murray stood to lose $2.67 of the $8 million that he is currently owed. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I like the money. I would like the money. Yeah. I've, it shuts up. I know people have, I know people have been a little conflicted about that of, hold on, I, I thought this was the NHL. Contracts are guaranteed. There, These are provisions put in these contracts of buyout windows. It is part of the CBA. So yes, they are guaranteed. And if he is injured, this will all be paid partially through insurance, partially through MLSC. But if he would have been bought out, it, he would have lost money. So I understand that that's been a kind of point of contention for some people. And again, I'm just going to look you in the eye while I say mm. it. Credit to Brad for living for the way he played this situation. Um, it's almost like he's like a veteran general manager who was to handle things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's almost like I'm giving him credit for it. That's remarkable. Uh, it's really remarkable. I am writing down the time, 7.19 a.m. Uh, August 2nd. God, summer's over. Um, There's quickly, still two months of it left. Quickly before we go, have you been outside at night? It's freezing. It's great. It's freezing cold. What do you mean freezing? It's freezing cold. I was outside in shorts and a quarters up last night. It was awesome. That's freezing cold. What? I... I want it like warm at night. I went out after hockey last night and I had to leave early because I only had a short t-shirt. I was cold. 
Anyways. Uh, sounds like you weren't prepared. All that in, sounds like let's to me. Ch- let's check in quickly on your uh, the panic meter. I think this is probably the only mm. time we'll touch on this this week because unless we get a contract, God forbid, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> did you just say me so the thought of yeah. you, you went full. I didn't get full chest tap and then the mouth, but we did get the mouth kiss and the point to the sky. Where are we at? Matthews and Nylander here. Uh, Matthews, I still, panic mode. I still am at zero panic mode with uh, Austin Matthews. Okay. I still am. Okay. I looked at all Your of the... Your beloved Austin, when he signs his one-year $85 million oh, I'm contract. Gonna, I'm not going to like it. I, I want to be clear. I'll like that he's a Leaf, but any other part of it, I'm not going to love. I I don't worry. I look at the. I went and looked at the clock for these things. McKinnon was September 22. Uh, if it gets to Pasternak time, then uh, talk to me. Then we'll be worried. Marner signed his extension with this team on September 19th, I want to say. If it didn't get done right off the hop, the next real pressure point is camp, and it's not a real one, but Austin Matthews strikes me as a guy who does not want to get asked about that every single day, so that's why I would expect it's done by the time he shows up or very, very shortly after. When it comes to Matthews, honestly, zero. Nylander, I panic. I, I do not have panic, but my certainty as to how this plays out is also zero. Okay. I genuinely... Well, I won't say I have no clue. The longer this goes, I do expect Nylander to just say, ah, you know what, unless they come really close to meeting my number, I'll just have this conversation July 1st when I'm a UFA. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody's going to pull the quote from True Living where he says, I learned from the Goudreau situation and I wouldn't, you know, I forget, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of I wouldn't allow it to play out in that exact way. But this is a very different situation than, than Johnny Goudreau. Uh, it's not completely different, but Nylander in fact, likes being a Leaf. I don't think he's running away from it. I don't think he needs to be it. I don't think it's like the he's taken a discount or bending over backwards to become one, but Johnny Goudreau did not want to play in Calgary anymore, and that's the difference in the in the situation, and that's why I think he'll let it play out similarly, but it might end very differently. So that's kind of where I'm at on Nylander. What about you? Uh, I don't think Nylander's going to sign a long-term contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think there's a potential that he just plays it out, and you have him in a, in a contract year. And he plays really well, and you, he helps you win. Maybe not the cup, but helps you win. Mm-hmm. Matthews is going to sign a really annoying contract that's going to piss three everybody years. off. It's three. The, I, I don't, I don't Which think is it's five. incredibly frustrating and insulting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know what it's time for? Uh, well, I'm Hold scared on. for no, it to be you, but it's, go ahead. It's time for something to chew on. Brought to you by great Canadian meats. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Uh, Getting comfy, eh? That's pretty good, eh? New guy. Oh, I meant both of you. Oh, that one was pretty good. That was a good read by me. You did great. Uh, so proud of you, bud. Love Lucic turning down the Leafs. Kicking yep. tires. I, I hate to say how much I respect the hell out of it. Respect the hell out of it. Have to. You know, it's How just, can you not? It's like, I guess getting traded there is one thing. Totally. But making the decision to go and play there. He's a Vancouver guy, mm-hmm. clearly hates the Leafs, For thinks sure. about the Leafs just like every Vancouver person every does. Canadian. All they think about is the Leafs. But him not signing with the Leafs, I uh I hate to give you credit for this Luch, but Good on you, buddy. You stuck to your guns. You're willing to say it. I love that. Adds a great rivalry for him going back to Boston this year for the inevitable fight between him and him and Reeves. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Just that's it. No, love it's it. great. I I think that we get so bogged or sports is so different now and rivalries can mean so much less and it changes. But 
that's a real one. And like you said, it's not just a Boston Bruin rivalry. That is a just guy who grew up hearing about it all the time. Cannot stand them. Would I have loved it? For sure. Would I have hated it at times? For sure. You would have wanted him? I would have. Well, it's like if you're going to ask me. One year, one mil or 1.3 for one point. Was it 1.3? 1.3 for three. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, would I want him? No. Would I rather have him than Ryan Reeves in that exact same slot? Because it's one year. Yes, I absolutely would. But how can you not commend a guy for that? I mean, like, what is our favorite thing to say? And I know it's a different scenario, but, you know, Leaf legend, Jason Spezza, who clearly loved being a Leaf more than he ever loved being a Sen. Well, he didn't care that much about it. Because he, he left. He left the, the second he, Dubas got fired. You're right. The guy who he, oh, he literally got handed, worked He got handed a job out of hockey. And he's like, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm out of here. And went and took another one. Yeah, with a, with a way less relevant team. Well, I don't. That he cares so much about. Okay. Sorry, I've ruffled your feathers. No, because that Jason, pissed me off. It rubbed well, me the wrong way. It, it was just such, a, because, such a soft move. So, so he was supposed to just sit around and wait and yeah. hope Brad Living didn't want to ax him. Talk he should have just talk waited to, to get fired. Yeah, well, no, just talk to him. See what happens. Have a conversation. Not, you know, leave the second your buddy gets fired. Like, maybe your, just have a conversation buddy, with Brad. Yeah. It's his professional mentor. Wow. It is the guy who wow. he directly works under. Nah. What do you mean? A, ah. It was a bad look. It was, it was a bad look. It was not a bad yeah, look. I only quit. to you. I quit. Literally no only to you way. is this a bad look. I quit. Oh, my buddy got fired. I my quit. Buddy. Yeah. My boss got like fired and like I have no guarantee of employment. the next day. Buddy, don't test me. Golf no, show wouldn't be the same. That's exactly you. what it's like. It's like, yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it was the, it was soft. It was a soft move. It was not a soft it move. It was very soft. I cannot believe it. So you want to work for the Leafs or work for the Pittsburgh Penguins? I want to have a job. If he cares so I, much about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Brad for living coming in here and getting rid of, like, why would we assume that he would not want a bloodletting from Kyle Dubas's front office? Like, well, because he doesn't, hasn't done it. Well, because they had no time to do it he because he got it. hired so no late one in the season. No, like, everyone what thought was the Pritam, story? Everyone thought Pritam was gone, still here. Everyone thought Wes Clark was gone, still here. Everybody, like, everybody thought he was going to get rid of everyone, and they're all still here. And Jason Spezza could have been working for his beloved Leafs that he cares so much about. Yeah, he would have been stuck. He, could, he would have been he stuck being the Marley Stick Boy if he was working yeah, yeah, under for Tree. Sure. Well, for sure. I, I mean, I don't know why you assume that a guy coming in would have been like, you know what? You also get to be my right hand man. Of course, I'm going to keep just, you in this exact same I, spot. Spezza is who I thought he was. That's okay. all I'll say. You let's. And here's all I'll the say. The Bears are who we thought they here's were. Here's all I'll say. And we let him off the hook. You hate Kyle Dubas, and you just hate anybody who attaches themselves to no, him in not, that way. It's not even about that. It's just about. It you know, pretty clearly is about that. Eh. Not really. I think it is. The fact that you're so upset that he chose to attach himself to a guy who is a bright GM in oh, hockey. bright GM. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bright. okay. Bright. Yeah. Okay, accomplished exactly. Good, not great. Okay. Com- just like True Living. They, are, they both accomplished the exact same things in this league. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not Mr. True Living guy. You kind of are, though. No, I don't really care. I don't, like, I've, just, I've said from the start, willing to give him a chance. Not thrilled, willing to give him a chance. But I'm not Mr. True you're, Living. like, talking yourself into. Well, yeah, because I like most of them. Hate Klingberg. I've said it from the start. Hey, okay. Klingberg. But Happy I like the other it. ones. I do. Reeves? Yeah, yeah, I do. For three I, years? I've said Reeves. I've wanted Reeves in the least for 10 years. I can't be like, oh, I hate it now because they gave him an extra year that's easily bought out. Sure, whatever. You know, they, they can bury it. It's fine. It's not going to kill them. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not... I don't put base my entire fandom around a general manager. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, you did. No, I you mean, were Mr. Yes, Dubas I very the much, entire time. I very much bought and you into defended the, every move that he made. No, I right didn't. From the start. I did not come on here and defend the Kadri trade. I did not come on here and say that him him making did the you, Matt Murray did, trade did was you, a good one. Did you or did you not say that was a trade he had to make when it happened? The Kadri trade. Yeah. 
I did not say he had to make that trade. I said that he had to trade Kadri at that point, which in time. he definitely did not. But he, but he would have been like again. This is the whole thing. It's like the goalpost with him kept getting moved. If he did not trade him and he got suspended again, which he did the very next year, we would have been saying, "Ah, you got to trade this guy. Look what you do." If he just trades him for the trade he tried to make for TJ Brody, it's viewed completely differently. And I could be talked into either side of that because maybe we end up hating TJ Brody because he's not Nazem Kadri. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's got funny. That's funny tweet. Uh, from my Ryu tweet that I wrote last night, some guy just responded to me and said, he throws as hard as my grandma tossing a tennis ball to Timmy the Tiny Terrier. All right. That's some great alliteration from Langs. Good for you, buddy. All right. uh, that, that wraps up the ADD portion of today's <laughs> well, show. That's a great tweet. Okay. Well, I mean, what, you want me to keep yelling about Dubis? Nah, I just, I, I want you to not see a bright, shiny object and immediately get pulled in that direction, I think is all. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, sure, we can keep talking about Dubis. Okay. It's a funny tweet. We read tweets on the show all the time. Yeah, okay, there it is. You read one there. Uh, Blue Jays, did they do enough at the deadline? Who are all these Cardinals? Why should we feel better about the team uh, now that they're going to join the, the Jays? We will talk to our man, Jeff Jones, from the St. Louis Cardinal beat writer at the Belleville News Democrat. Joining us next, Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show here. Halfway through, buddy, you, uh, you've almost made it. Sam McKee, congratulations to you. Uh, congratulations to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays on, uh, well, I don't know how exciting of a deadline. Somebody who can offer us some pretty good insight on how exciting it was because it kind of only made trades with one team, and it was the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Jeff Jones, Cards beat writer with the Belleville News Democrat. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for jumping on. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right, guys. We're, you know, recovering from the uh, the day of activity, I guess. In your opinion, should the Toronto Blue Jays and St. Louis Cardinals just merge? Because it seems like they have yeah, done you know, that. <laughs> it was yesterday we were kind of talking about it. It's sort of Ross Atkins yesterday afternoon. It's kind of like, you know, when you start a project at your house and then it's like 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon and you're at the hardware store for the third time because <laughs> yeah. you didn't get the stuff the first couple of times? Yeah. Sort of sort of the vibes you got out of the Blue Jays and Cardinals coming together for all those deals over the last two weeks. Here's here's a little peek inside my, uh, my mind. I would have gone... Twice, and I'd be like, I think we're done for today. I think the project will be incomplete. Yeah, you just give up. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, and maybe a lot of Jays fans could argue that they were incomplete, but uh, yeah, I, I was interested in after the Jays traded for Hicks, uh, Atkins did like a little presser talking about you know that there was bigger concepts, which is such a Ross Atkins. I don't know if you're familiar with his verbiage, but it's just such a such a Atkins thing to say. But there was bigger concepts. Sure. Was that DeYoung, or do you think they were working on one of the outfielders with the Cardinals? Like, did you have any insight into what else that they were potentially working on? Uh, I don't have a lot of insight into what else they were potentially working on. I will say, in terms of what the Cardinals were shopping for, and we know what they were shopping for, one interesting name that I know that we had kicked around sort of upstairs, and, and really more speculation than anything else, uh, was Alec Manoa. Because, you, you know, you consider that the Cardinals were really after controllable starting pitching. You look at the season Manoa has had, and some of the struggles there. There was, I think, I think there were some of us who were wondering if the Cardinals were trying to kind of engineer a situation where they might be able to find a buy low on a pitcher like that, or at least you know be able to entice the Blue Jays with some of their better pieces. Uh, because the other thing that Mosellock said yesterday was that they did look into a couple of situations that he would define as a buyer situation. And so all those things together, you know, that the larger concept, the Cardinals wanting young starters, 
the in spots where maybe they would be buying. That was that was a name that we had sort of speculated about here in San Luis. I don't know if that's a reasonable thought, you know, from a Toronto perspective, but it was one that seems to check a lot of the boxes and, and make some pieces fit around here. Man, that would have uh, you want to talk about you want to talk about blockbuster. That would have got a lot of people spinning one way or another. I, again, like we're all just spitballing here, but you guys threw around the idea. What would a Cardinals end of that look yeah, that like? Because I mean, we're sitting here going, okay, uh, you know, they got a third baseman, Nolan Arenado. That's a big fish. Like, what do you? What would that deal look like in your opinion from a Cards perspective? Because yeah, like I want to be clear, we're all just spitballing. Yeah. Obviously, it can't happen. The deadline's yeah. passed. But uh, what, what, like, when you were throwing that around what were you kind of thinking of well when you sort of look at where the cardinals have redundancies right where they have guys that maybe they would be able to move on from whether it's this winter or, or sort of a, as prospects graduate you know the one name that, that sort of popped into my mind was tommy edmund in terms of a guy who can play a lot of positions who brings you a whole lot of value stellar defender all over the field uh, the other possibility there you know when you think about the guys that the cardinals had considered or not not considered but the guys that may have been available for the right price would have been a guy like Nolan Gorman, you know, a guy who you get a ton of power at second base, uh, a guy who fits as a DH, is a really strong lefty bat. You know, the Manoa question is a complicated one, obviously, given the success that he's had, and, and sort of you know where the ceiling is at with him, but you also know where the floor is at. So there is definitely a gamble in either direction. Uh, and, and so that's, it's a difficult one to make the pieces fit just mm-hmm. because if you're going to make that deal for either team, you have to be awfully sure of what you're buying and awfully sure of what you're selling. And maybe that's hard to do with the deadline. Uh, but he, he definitely would have checked the boxes in terms of things the Cardinals were after at, at, at this deadline. Yeah, and, you know, there'd also been the talks in the off-seasons, too, between the two teams. Like, I, man, they must be best buds. They're just texting all the time. But there was also the Lars Newtbar, <laughs> uh sniffing around by sure. the Jays. So there's definitely there's been interest from both sides, from multiple guys from each team. So as far as the, the, the guys the Jays actually did trade for, Paul DeYoung, I'm just kind of interested in a scouting report on him. Had a couple of big years a while ago. Got a bit of pop. Kind of looks like a guy that's good defensively. Maybe strike out a little bit. Doesn't take a ton of walks. What's the uh, what's the scouting report on DeYoung? Yeah, I think that the, the number one thing about DeYoung is that he is going to make every play at shortstop uh, that, that you would want him to make. He's not super rangy going to his glove side. Pretty good going into the hole, but just doesn't make mistakes, right? Can turn every double play. You know, is not going to boot balls out there. Is not going to throw the ball around the infield. Really smart, really heady guy. Not a not a lot of major league ball players that have a biochemistry degree uh, that Paul DeYoung has. And, and, and you know, so a guy who definitely is, is brain forward, I guess, as they say, when he's on the field. Uh, in terms of what he brings you at the plate, look, I, I think you sort of nailed it down. This is a guy who, not necessarily streaky, more just a guy who's got a lot of pop. Doesn't hit for a lot of average. Had a couple of years there where, where the hit tool really kind of abandoned him uh, and did a lot of hard work over the last couple of years to sort of retool that. You look at video of DeYoung this year versus a couple of years back, you'll notice that he, you know, he chopped out a big leg kick. Uh, the, the thing that I'll say about DeYoung is that the work he did over the winter and the improvements he made were good enough that it got a coach promoted to the big league staff, right? He worked with a guy named Dan Nicolaisen uh, down at their facility in Jupiter, and, and Dan had been one of their minor league hitting coordinators and their progress together had been so strong that Dan joined the big league staff this year as a, as a second assistant hitting coach. And so, you know, you talk about a guy who made the sort of improvements in the offseason that got an, an additional coach added to the big league staff. That's a guy who made some strides. 
Yeah, he uh, made somebody some money. That's uh, if not just himself. So uh, certainly good uh, to to hear that there. And yeah, I think that's uh, that that's pretty much what we've been hearing about De, De Young. Obviously, the other, arguably the sexier piece that the Jays uh, picked up from the Cards in an earlier deal, uh, Aaron Hicks. Or, or uh, sorry, Jordan Hicks. What? I think, yeah, no, they did not get Aaron Hicks. Jordan <laughs> Hicks, uh, the flamethrower. I have been begging for a piece that looks well. Uh, nothing looks quite like this, but something like this in the Jays pen forever. Uh, you've had a pretty close view of it. Uh, uh, I know he can be special. I know he can be wild. Uh, which of it has he been more of uh, lately? Jays fans that got their first look last night, and honestly, he got put in a bad spot. It was a blowout game, and he got touched up a little. Uh, what are the Jays getting in Hicks? Yeah, lately he's been closer to special. I will say, you know, the thing with Hicks, obviously the velocity is what jumps off the page, and I think folks expect for a guy who throws 101-102 consistently that he is going to have, like, this overwhelming strikeout stuff. And he, he really doesn't because with Hicks, you know, when, when the ball that comes out of his hand has that sort of nasty sinker break to it, but it tends to break in toward right-handed bats. And so he is a guy who generates a lot of contact, and it's a lot of balls on the ground, and it's often sort of weak contact. But if he doesn't have his command and he's walking, guys, you know, when you have two walks in an inning and then all of a sudden the ball's in play and it finds a hole, that's where he gets off into trouble, right? And, and that's the kind of stuff – that Hicks has to avoid. You know, since he was moved in the back into the closer spot here in June, uh, he definitely had stepped it up a little bit. You could tell that he was a guy who really embraced that challenge, who wanted to be in that position, who wants the ball at the end of the game, uh, and that seemed to sort of crank him up a little bit. You know, we'll see how that goes in Toronto, you know, when Romano comes back and, and how they split that up and what you're able to do out of Hicks kind of as a more seventh, eighth inning guy. That was the role he'd been a little less successful in here. Uh, but when he's on, it, look, you can do a lot to improve pitchers. You really can't teach 102, and he's got it. Uh, and he's got it night in and night out. And so that's a, that's a pretty pretty valuable weapon. So from an outsider perspective, looking at the Cardinals, they're one of those teams that when they target prospects, pitching prospects specifically from an organization and they make a trade for them, it's one of those things that ter- should terrify your fan base because of just the pedigree of their developing yeah. Like, what did they see in the two guys that they that they traded for Hicks? Like, are those two guys that they envision being in the rotation next year, being depth pieces? Like, what do you what do you think the plans are for those two guys that they traded for? Well, I, I think off the top, I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about the Cardinals that way because when you listen around here and you sort of look at their development system, they've had a little bit of a donut in, in developing starters that have been reliable, and they've definitely sort of. Coasted is the wrong word, but they definitely have that reputation. And, you know, they're trying to get back to that, frankly. They're trying to get themselves into a position where the guys that they've traded for can can strengthen that reputation as opposed to continuing to kind of undercut it. Uh, and, you know, in, in terms of both Klopfenstein and Roberta, those are both guys who yesterday when we were talking to John Mosellock about the deadline overall, guys that he called out as, as guys they think they can be contributors to next year's team. I don't know that. They expect either of them to be 30-start starters as of next year, but they're definitely going to be guys who are going to have opportunities. You know, they, they both were at AA when the trades were made. They're both going to go to the AAA Memphis rotation, and they're going to pitch there for the rest of the year. Uh, and I think, frankly, you know, they're sort of attacking this from all angles with depth. When you look at the Cardinals, you know, for a team that has really struggled to pitch well all year, they've only had two pitchers make major league debuts this year. Uh, one of those only threw one inning, and the other the other was Kyle Leahy, who threw maybe two or three, and they weren't very successful. And so what they haven't had is that depth underneath, and they haven't had the ability to call guys up from AAA uh, and, and, and have those guys be reliable and have them fill in. And so, 
you know, between what they got from Toronto, when you know, what they got from, from Baltimore in exchange for Jack Flaherty, what they got from Texas in exchange for Montgomery and Stratton. It's it's upper-level arms, guys. If nothing else, guys, they can trust to pitch a triple-A and hope that of the, you know, of seven pitchers, I think five starters, the hope is that of the five of them, maybe three can contribute to next year's team, and, and that would be, I think, a big win for them. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how cyclical these things are because, you know, a lot of people happy that the Jays, uh, you know, with the Hicks move pushed in the way they did. But that's been a big issue for the Jays as well as the depth. They were running basically a four man rotation because they just didn't have anybody else in the org uh, at certain points sure. this year. So it's funny, uh, funny how it works out. And that's the thing about starting depth, right, is, uh, you know, you want to have a lot of it. But when you have a lot of depth in the lower minor leagues, it's because uh, they haven't panned out. So it's a funny thing to uh, try to build up. Uh, Jeff really, really appreciated the chat. Uh, thank Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, I think this will be the last time we chat this year. Maybe these two teams will do uh, 10 more trades next year. Who knows? Yeah, look, over the winter, who knows? Yeah, well, how many addresses are going to swap? Well, you know, we'll be on here talking about a big 15-player deal that they finally managed to get worked out. So. Yeah, maybe they'll come back from Manoa. Who knows? Uh, there he goes, uh, Jeff Jones, go. uh, Belleville News Democrat. Loved getting him on there. I, Did that just floor you? I, exactly. No. If you're I, smart, if you're – if how – how petrifying would it be if the Jays sent him to the to? And I want to be clear; it doesn't seem like this was ever in the mix. It's just something we're talking about here. But come on, guys, talking that talking team, ball. that team buying low on that guy. How terrifying would that be? Yeah, you know, I picture guys in jerseys. I feel like he'd look really good in that jersey. A lot, uh, he would. You're right. Just so, feels like you would. I mean, they should just, like I said, they should just merge, become the the birds. <laughs> Hot, yeah. hot third base competition. Yeah, well, Arenado really. and Chappie. Really. Defensively. Oh, defensively. Yeah, no, or Arenado <laughs> yeah. is a, like... He starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. Let me tell you who starts the third. Uh, 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 it's just Chapman's made just a... I think every game... Well, it's been two games, I know. But both games this series, he has made incredible he's defensive so plays. He's so good defensively. Yeah. Do you remember all the talk he's, last he's, year? He's, no, he's swinging a wet noodle, man. He is a... You know, watching him... Because he, he was a guy I wanted the Jays to get. Mm-hmm. When they traded for him, I was really excited. He's one of my favorite guys in the it's league. It's fun to hear Buck say Chappie. Chappie. But it's definitely a guy that you didn't, you don't watch closely. As a guy that comes in for a three-game set against yeah. the Jays, you're watching him play six games. He looks the like an Adonis. You're like, holy God, that guy. They could get him. But I can't think of a more hot and cold guy. Like, his Streaky. first month... He was literally player of the month. Yeah. He, I was going to say, he is the MVP of the major leagues. He was unbelievable. And it's kind of been, like, he's had a couple decent stretches since then, but that month has really buoyed his numbers. Like, he's down to 243. He's under an 800 OPS. He's striking out a ton in big spots. You know, he's just, he's got 10 strikeouts his last 24 ABs. He's on base. is pretty good. Slug's pretty good still. I just, I... He's replaceable. That's what I'm getting at. I don't think they'll be giving him a uh, oh no contract no, 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 in the offseason. No, there's no world where that happens. He, has he I think the, he's a Boris guy too. Is yeah. he not? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, that, that sounds correct? right. Sounds right. But Daniel the, they don't have the blue. They don't have correct. the blue flu anymore, so it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, maybe. well, it's true. I mean, they do they do sign Springer. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Springer. Springer. Well, they they did is sign a, a Boris guy? They did sign a guy named George Springer. Yeah, they did is do he a that. Boris guy? I don't know, but I know Ryu was, and I knew when he signed, it was like, oh my, okay, there we go. I got a you got a, guy you got a thumbs ear. up yeah. in your ear. There you so go. I think it's very uh, like he'll get a massive deal. 
I mean, and then, boy, as Daniele guy. reminds me, me and him cooked, cooked this up. And future Giant, when we were there watching him play the Giants in that series as we sat there eating wonderful free food in Joe oh. Carter's private what box. What was the best thing he ate? Uh, chicken fingers? Yeah, it was, like, it was like wonderful free food, but it was like chicken fingers, pizza. Uh, oh, well, I'll tell you this story. I, th- I told this on air. A guy spilled some wine on mm. where they put the pizza down, mm. and the serving guy was coming out, and it was like a hot wheel ready to slide on there, and he looked, and there's just like a good slosh of wine, and he looked at me, and I just gave him a shrug, and he just put it right on the sl- It's like, <laughs> yeah, can't have pizza Slop with a little down. red wine. <laughs> I believe that's called a, you know, that's a delicacy. Right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's, just a, that's what Riccio cooked up for his husband meal when we when we had him on the other day. Just pour but wine on top. Chappie was, is like warm embrace after warm embrace. It felt like he was telling the third baseman to go away because he was going to steal his job next year. I'd be, I would not be surprised if he ended up uh, back on the West Coast as a, a giant next year. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, quickly, I mentioned food and I mentioned husband meal. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this text in here from our guy, Kyle in Paris with the funniest text of all time last week when he said uh, people who do five pin bowling, uh, their husband meal (laughs) is dino nuggets. We really went down some roads last week. uh, He's just updating us and he is now officially reached friend of the show status. So we're just going to get you, let you know what's going on in his life. Cashing in that dad clout. Solo duty this weekend while wife was away, getting ready for some midweek golf with the boys at Walter Gretzky Muni. Husband dinner on my way home. And this is just good advice from him at the end. Always invest in yourself. What is the Walter Gretzky Muni? Like it's a municipal golf course. Like it's their Muni out there in Brantford. It's named after him. Why really? Wouldn't it, why wouldn't it be? Oh, of course. But yeah. like that is awesome. There's every everything is named after Walter or Wayner in uh, in Brantford. And we love them for oh, it. Oh, it's a full banger. Yeah. How far is Brantford? I feel like I got to play that course. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm actually going out to Brantford next week to play a little golf uh, with a bud, not there. And how are you place. not playing at Walter Gretzky? Well, it's not, we're technically not playing in Brantford. It's a little outside, but you know what? Rectified. Uh, either me and my bud, Dan, me and my buddy Skilly, Daniel is his government name, or, oh, okay. or me and you will be, uh, so we'll be playing that one. It's, we got, have, it's got a force. Hey, as a fellow Google reviewer, <laughs> a four star is pretty good. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes. We've also talked about making the trek to, uh, to Listowell for That's Connor's home. Further. Yeah, I know you, that is a classic. You, te- you, you did not bring it up this year, but in past years, you've been like, oh, we should do that. And then yeah. it becomes What's, next it summer's problem. List- it's like Listowell golf and country yeah, club or something far. like that. Yeah. It's like two hours. Uh, file. It's file- not as far for me, far for you though. I mean, please text in any reviews of Walter Gretzky. And if I go on Google, uh, and I see one negative review of this course, I'd be very upset. Uh, just other things on the text we line. We should do that. Reviews. Read reviews. Okay. That, that if, you, if you put in a full week at this time slot, then you get to read reviews uh, <laughs> to finish it. But when you just do a half week, not a chance. Uh, love God, people's reviews are so fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, love your idea. Maybe if the cards Jays merge, they can actually win a game against the Orioles, uh, beating the other bird team there. Uh, also, uh, just uh, our our dear pal in Kitchener weighing in as well. Hunks, good to hear Tiff. you boys again. Thanks for getting up early for us, Sammy boy. We appreciate it. Love Shout you, out Tiff. to Tiff in Kitchener. <laughs> I absolutely love you, Tiff. Keep it up. You're the. It's like the only thing keeping you going in this slot. It's actually, not me. It's actually, not the Blue Jays. Tiff, if you want to pull back the curtain, you got the first real smile of the day. Was that it? That is true. I've been trying to get one from him. Could not do it. I've had bad jokes and uh, just hasn't. 
hasn't uh, worked out. Boy, and I'm uh, tangled up in here. Right our now. boy Kyle in Paris <laughs> says you got to come out to Wally World. Which is what Whoa, I think they call, call Walter Gretzky Muni out there, or at least that guy does. That guy, Kyle in Paris, strikes me as a nickname guy. He's got a shorthand for everything. I don't think, uh oh, I'm not reading that one, but we got a conflicting report on the text line. Uh-oh. Somebody not a fan. Did not like that. All right, keep text coming. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. This will shock you what we're going to do when we continue. We're going to talk more Blue Jays. We are? Yes. What, what more do you have to say? Uh, I have questions to ask Ben Nichols. Oh, this good, is good, actually good. a much, good. it's funny, you know, Daniele does a good job. We kind of touched all our bases. We got the insider in the morning with our guy, McDaniel, who was literally boarding a flight as he wrapped up the interview with us. We're going to get another league-wide insider to wrap up next hour, but now we're going to get to the nitty-gritty. I actually have some questions about the way this Jays deadline panned out. How much did the Bichette injury cause them to change course? If Bobachet doesn't get hurt, is Teoscar Hernandez a Blue Jay? I wonder if that's a fair question to ask. Mm. I hope it is because I'm going to ask Ben Nicholson-Smith uh, when we continue here. And honestly, just a butt of ours. We love BNS. It has been so long since we've uh, got to talk to him. Well, it's been like a week, but too long in this time slot. So we got plugged in with him again. Keep your text coming on the text line 590 590. Please include your name and location. What'd you think of the Jays deadline? Was it enough? Was it not enough? And if you just have anything that you think can bring a smile to Sam McKee, going to be tough to top tiff on the text line though. Uh, keep them coming. 590 590. One hour left on the morning show on Sportsnet 590. The fan.